and welcome to Tribe Radio. Um, the show this week, this week is canceled, so all you MFers go home. We're done. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I just kidding. <laughs> I just, no, no, I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, no, the, the show this week. Hello, Rock. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm actually watching uh, Spider and Dark Guardian uh, beat the crap out of each other in sparring right now. Um, the show this week... Who, who is Spider and Dark Guardian for somebody who just Spider came in? And and Dark Guardian. <laughs> They're members of the New York Initiative, which is one of the branches, which is uh, the flagship branch of the Initiative Collective. Uh, Dark Guardian is a martial arts instructor, and Spider is a parkour instructor. If you guys want to Google this crazy bastard, uh, it's Jeremy Spider. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's a sick sick dude. Like, if if anybody I've ever seen has superpowers, this kid has them because he's nuts. His him walking is like walking and jumping on a rail, walking the rails and doing a backflip off the rail. Like like breathing is it's insane. Anyway, it's not about it's not about us. Um, so this week's show is 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 uh it's all about number one. We do have a new branch. It is the Illinois Initiative. No, it's not Chicago. But um, it's uh, yeah. So Tree Song came uh, comes from us comes to us from Illinois, and one thing I want to say right off the bat is uh, Tree Song, you you help manage uh, Guy House. Uh yeah, I do. I'm the director over at Guy House. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about what that is and about what what you specialize in over there? Oh yeah, definitely. Guy House it's a uh, it's a 70 year old community organization. They are a place where people of different sort of beliefs and backgrounds can gather. They do a lot of different community activities, everything from uh, dinners to uh, meetings, uh, you know, outreach to various aspects of the community. And as director, I help uh, facilitate a lot of that, uh, you know, uh, help make sure it keeps running, everything's going properly. <laughs> That's pretty excellent, man. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see. Um, whenever we get new branches, we usually the branches already have something going for themselves, like they already have their own kind of thing going. Um, we try not to have, you know, say, hey, new branch, you know, so we have the middle of nowhere, let's build it from there. We try to have, kind of have the person already have their, their own goals and, and uh, their own vision, which is added to the initiative, which, uh, which you know, it makes for some uh, some strange bedfellows sometimes, and sometimes we get a little, a little irritated at each other, which is, you know, like a family does. And, um, <laughs> full trans. I mean, yeah, it's like pretty much full transparency. Honestly, like uh, this week we had an issue with the initiative. A couple people got a little mad at each other, and we really would like to um, make an example both for us and for the people listening to this, you know, um, and talk about communication. And Tree Song was serendipitously placed in our path uh, because he's. I've seen him communicate. He's excellent at it. He's very. He's just smooth. The guy's just smooth, you know. He's, and we talk <laughs> about de-escalation. Yeah, de-escalation, really, um, it, it, it applies to, like, uh, this is an online issue, and sometimes with text you can't really tell tone. So uh, without further ado, I mean, Tree Song's going to, he's going to tell us, you know, what is and what isn't as we get into a lot of the show. Yeah, so, yeah, I could talk about a little bit about communication. Uh, first, I want to mention, like, one of the things that we do at Guy House is we have an event that is nonviolent communication workshop that every every week or two people get together and talk about how to communicate better. And one thing that came up in our discussion of it in the initiative was that, as I see it, you know, communication is a skill that can be learned, you know. 
Uh, there's some people who have more of an aptitude for it than others, but some people have the sense that, oh, you know, I just always get into arguments. That's just how I am, you know. But we can learn, we can learn how to communicate differently so that we don't end up causing these arguments or perpetuating these arguments. And really, it's better for everyone involved. Like, you know, it's, it helps get done what everyone needs to get done. It helps meet everyone's needs, whatever goal you're accomplishing, whether it's going out and doing a neighborhood watch or talking to community members in a community center. Uh, it's helpful for everyone. Yeah. I notice um, sometimes, that's a real quick thing, sometimes you're the aggressor. There isn't just one aggressor. Sometimes the aggressor and there's a passive aggressor. And I just, you know, just throwing it out there. Like, sometimes people will turn around when something when somebody comes at them with something aggressive and they'll kind of unleash what they've been waiting to unleash and what they have been holding in themselves for a while. And then it becomes a double aggressor thing, you know? Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I would. Because um, part of what they talk about is uh, nonviolent versus violent communication. That, you know, violent communication isn't always a matter of someone, like, getting up and yelling and being, you know, like, rah, 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 I'm going to fight you. You know, that's one type of violent communication. Another is, you know, emotionally violent communication. Like, uh, well, like passive-aggressive, like you talked about. Like being angry about something, holding it back, and holding against someone, but not communicating clearly about the issue. You know, that is also a form of uh, uh, violent communication. And yeah. but both of those are things that you can learn skills to resolve in yourself and also to resolve when you meet other people. And that's why he's here tonight, and I'm really glad. Like you said, Zero, we had something going on. You know, people see the initiative and all the branches. I mean, I think we're the biggest group out there. We've got, what, nine branches now? Working on our 10th our, well, our one? I guess in our in our reference, like in, within our context, we're we're a pretty large group. But I mean, out there, like yeah. there's so many big bigger groups out there doing crazy awesome stuff. So every right. single group needs communication. Every and we we honestly should have done this a long time ago because we we had we have had a few issues uh, here and there, and I think I think could have been absolved um, with some communication uh, training. Which just like anything else, it's training. So you you do need to do it. You can't just say I'm good at it and then not keep doing it. And uh, right, right. Just like a human and thing, I, a human fallacy. I think, yeah, I think it's, that's want to happen with a, you know a group that because we, we're growing and so far like there we were just saying this before the show and and Tristan was listening. Zero and I, we like, if people were to listen to us from the outside, they'd think, oh my God, how the hell do those two talk to each other? What's going? But I know <laughs> him so. I know what he means when he's saying something, you know, just goofy or, you know, what could be perceived as rude. I'm going, yeah, right. I'm going to give it right back to him. But we know each other and um, we've met each other. A lot of what happens I see is between people online who've never really even gotten to talk to each other. And written word looks so serious, you know, so I'm glad to hear it. There's some stuff that that I could say in written word that wouldn't make your skin crawl off your body. But you would hear me say it and just be like, ha, oh, that's funny, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I hate your well, I hate enough. your face, Rock. I want to slap it. You know what? Go oh my god, I almost came back with something really bad. I oh, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Well one of the one of the topics that makes me think of I've got a few topics in mind that I thought I would talk about and one is uh code switching. Uh, it's the concept that in different communities you talk in different ways. 
Like, you know, the way that you two talk together is going to be different than you would talk to someone, say, on the street who you don't know. You know, if you talk to someone on the, someone on the street you don't know and say those kinds of things, you might start a fight. <laughs> but talking yeah. to the two of you, you know, it's just playful. And one problem that people sometimes run into is if they're not good at code switching, you know, they'll talk playfully, somewhat aggressively among their friends, and it's fine. And then they'll go out into the streets to people they don't know and talk that way, and then they don't understand why suddenly a fight breaks out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like the entirety of New York. That's pretty much it. Like they, <laughs> so many people here think they can, think that they can just talk to anybody they want to, however they want to. And it's 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 really tough for me because then I'm just kind of like, okay, so I can just you know sort of be free with my words. But then you know I talk to so many other that isn't like that or isn't from New York, and it's just like, well, why are you talking to me like that? It's like I'm just I'm just you know, busting your balls. It's no big deal, you know what I mean? Like, that's how friends are made in New York, but it doesn't work everywhere. Yeah, and that's one example, too. You know, like, we run into that sometimes at Scott House. You know, it's a place where people of different cultures and backgrounds meet. So in one person's culture, they may be used to being very formal, polite. Another person may be used to talking more freely. And if they don't have a common understanding, that can lead to, you know, arguments, miscommunication. Yeah. So part of it is... <laughs> Engaging, you know, what who you're interacting with and how they're responding. Yeah, I watched Spider today uh, de-escalate some kids, actually, who were going to, like nine-year-olds, who were going to beat each other to death with a baseball bat. What the hell? Yeah, 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 over in his neighborhood, uh, over in, in, in uh, Queens, like, like Ridgewood or whatever. Yeah, one said, uh, your mama this, your mama that, and the other kid picked up a bat, and the other kid picked up a metal bat, and they almost beat each other. Wow. It was pretty disgraceful, but nice his butter kid. was really good. Yeah, right? <laughs> anyway, so uh, give us, uh, Teresa, give us some uh, some of those lovely techniques that you know. Okay, yeah. Well, the first, one of the very first steps is the whole concept of self-awareness. You know, that as you enter into that conversation with anyone, you have to be aware of what your mood is, what your outlook on that person is, and how that's affecting the way you're communicating with them. Because, of, I mean, there's going to be all sorts of things other people are going to be saying in the conversation, and you can deal with those as they come up. But the very first thing is to keep your own stuff in check so that it doesn't make the situation worse. Well, you know, it's like with the, uh, with you know, people doing street patrols, it's like the physical aspect of when you see a fight, the first thing you do is you don't just run in there and start throwing punches, you know. <laughs> you stand back, right. you assess the situation, you assess your readiness, you figure out what's going on. And it's the same verbally. You have to be sure, you know, you know what where you're at before you know what you're going to do. That's true because zero and entry song. If you guys remember half of the comments that you know with this with this little squabble that went down behind the scenes, because that's where the initiative does their arguing. We don't put our dirty laundry out there. Sorry, um, but if you guys remember half of the comments, somebody was always saying. Um, I'm sorry, I'm tired, I'm really tired right now, or I'm really just, you know, stressed out. So <clears throat> if they had better awareness that, you know, in that moment that, yeah, this isn't the time I should really be on here at all, I should kind of be backing off, then maybe it couldn't, have, it wouldn't have escalated to what it did, do you think? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's a sign that they're close, you know, because being aware right after the fact, sometimes you say something and you realize, like, you know, oh, shit, you know, I shouldn't have said that thing. <laughs> but, you know, if you can accelerate that process so you're aware of what you're about to say before you say it, uh, that is the key. 
And it's hard. It is like a learning skill. It's just like any physical discipline of exercise, you know, sports, you know. It takes a lot of practice to get your mind to work in a certain way. So practicing it with people, you know, and, you know, developing it as a skill really helps. So for for just somebody like me who really does pop off without thinking about what they're saying half the time, um, when you're communicating with someone else, if you know that you're not, uh, you know, completely just, calm and, and present and, and open-minded, what would you tell them to do? Would you just say, just you know what, step back and, and breathe or something? What would you, how would you tell people to handle something like that, especially when they see that it could escalate into something bad? Yeah, there's a few things you can do. One is to just, like you said, just step back and say, all right, I need to take a break here. You know, and oftentimes if the person you're talking to, if they're also agitated, they'll realize it'll be a moment for them to pause and consider their own state, you know. Uh, you can say, you right. know, I'm getting a little hot-headed here, or we're getting a little hot-headed, let's just step back for a minute and think this over. Um, you can, there's also other exercises you can do. Uh, I mean, you can try to check your breathing, you know, check your physical awareness. Because when we get into arguments, you know, we get just as agitated as if we were in a fight for our lives. You know, our adrenaline races, our heartbeat increases, our, uh, you know, right breathing gets shallow and, we act like we're about ready to fight, so then we lead to saying things that are going to make us fight. So you can reverse the process by trying to control your breathing a little bit, um, you know, breathe deeply in and out to help with some of that relaxation. And then take those, you know, whether it's a few seconds or a few minutes, take that time to think about, you know, why am I getting so agitated about this? Because uh, there's sort of, in any situation like that, there are two aspects to it. Like, you know, say someone, you know, calls you, a name, you know, and you get really right. angry about it. One aspect of it is what they said, but another aspect of it is why you're getting angry. Like, if some stranger calls me a name, I'm just like, whatever, you know, I don't really care. But if, if someone calls me a name and I get really upset about it, then I have to think about, okay, why is it getting me upset right now that this particular person is doing this? Like, what's, what has that triggered me and how can I respond to it that doesn't involve yelling or shouting or that sort of thing? Right, right. And and like you said, stepping back, how can you think of all that in in the heat of the moment, you know? So, yeah, stepping back, especially when you're in front of a computer, right? Because once you've written out, like you yeah. said, once you've said it, written it out, what have you, it, it, you can't take it back. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for all the world to see, or at least everyone in that group to see. <laughs> right, right. What else What else could we do to, to help with our communication? Um, another thing, too, is to consider the uh, the concept of active listening. It's uh, basically, I mean, we all know about the sort of the surface-level idea of listening is important. We all know that intellectually. But it really takes practice and skill to get used to the concept of active listening, where, you know, passive listening is where you're, like, sort of shaking your head, yada, yada, yada. Like, and internally you're thinking of, oh, what am I going to say next? You know, you're not truly <laughs> listening to that person. Mm-hmm. Active listening is where you actually, like, are quiet in your mind as well as with your mouth, and you're just listening, considering the other person's perspectives, you know, setting aside yours for a moment. Um, and it takes it takes practice, and it takes skill, and it takes uh, really learning to set aside that ego. For Definitely. I've got, I've, I'm hearing zero. Tell your troops to keep it down back there. I know they're all working out and stuff, but they're still out. Yeah, my bad. 
Um, you know what, Treesong, we I don't know if you want to take a, a caller right now, but we do have a caller that's been on hold that has a question. It's probably for you. Would you mind taking one? Okay, yeah, sure. We could take a caller. Okay. Caller, you're live. Do you have a question? Hey, this is the Nighthawk from upstate New York. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Hey, that's awesome. Oh, that. Did you have a question, question for Treesong? Oh, it's about communication, right? Right. Well, this is one thing. This is one thing I I gotta you know I have to actually gotta try to hone this practice. But what come across somebody who is trying to do something and they're just quite oh, <laughs> You know what, Nighthawk? We we only got part of that question because your phone um, was cutting out. Do you want to state it again, yeah. real quick? You know, if I'm trying to like say I'm in the middle of like, doing just being generally annoying, what do I do? I I think I'm hearing that uh what do I do if, if uh someone's being annoying with you? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one uh as you may or may not have guessed, me working at a community center, that's one that actually comes up fairly regularly. Uh yeah. yeah. You know you we we serve the general public and so we get all sorts of interesting characters. And uh well, sort of hearing an echo of myself a little bit, but do I still sound yeah. all right? Yeah, okay. you still I'll sound fine. Okay, there you go. Okay. Uh, and, but yeah, uh, so dealing with the nine people. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I mean, the first and most important step is the one I talked about earlier, the self-awareness and keeping yourself in check. Because, you know, oftentimes, you know, people people see me as like an extremely patient person, and sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm really not. I'm just choosing to be patient. <laughs> Uh, you know, I sometimes, it's at the end of the day and someone's talking to me about something they've talked to me about for 10 times already and they're being slow about it and not really clear in their communication, I can get really annoyed, you know. But the, the key is to, you know, step one, recognize that, oh, here's, here's this person I'm getting really annoyed with. You know, and then you take a deep breath and actually listen to what they're saying. And if it's something that actually you can do anything about, then... You can listen a while and try to talk to them about what it is that you can help them with. If it's nothing, you can actually benefit either one of you through the conversation. Then you can try to find a pause in the conversation or try to redirect the conversation and just, you know, ask what the person's needs are. You know, if if they don't say what their needs are or if it's something you can't help them with, you can say, well, I can't help you with that right now sort of getting around whatever it is about their communication that's annoying you and getting more to the point. Uh, no, you know what, that you've given several different avenues to take, So, and if they don't take it from there, then it's up to you to walk away from the conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's one of the challenges that, you know, my, my style of communication tends to be a little bit more, uh, well, depending on the situation, you know, when I'm in a community setting, it tends to be more passive. You know, the listener will... And it can be difficult for someone with that tendency to know how to interrupt or stop an annoying person. But the the key then is to realize that it's not about finding the right place in their conversation. It's about finding the right place in your process to say, okay, you know, what are we actually talking about here? Is this a conversation that is going to be helpful to either of us? And if it is, sure, you can talk to them for a little while, even though they're being annoying. Uh, but if it's not helping either one of you, uh, you don't have to wait for a pause to say, you know, okay, we've talked about this before, um, is there anything new I can help you with, or 
Is there anything else we can talk about to meet your needs? That's right. Um, and thank you for that question, Nighthawk. Um, I had a question. Yeah. What would you suggest, uh, you know, just from this past uh, experience that we've had, um, when something starts to spiral out of control because people aren't understanding each other's points, and, and say, you know, both parties have valid points, but they're missing, you know, just they're just not understanding each other. How do you call time on that? Would it, you know, be better to just have a third person go and look, we have to call time on this until, you know, or, or is there a way to get each other to, because I remember some type of communication classes where they would have you repeat what the other person said just to make sure that you understood clearly what it was that they were trying to convey to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's one technique you can use if you're in a group that's open to it. I mean, there are several, um, for example, um, there's also in some groups they they will have one or two people who are not involved in the conversation who are sort of specifically monitoring how the the tension levels and communication levels are going and if they feel like it is just spiraling out of control they'll stop in and say all right I'm going to interrupt for a second here this seems to just be leading to an argument uh, can you restate what the other person is saying can you explain what you need out of this conversation because those are two of the biggest steps in nonviolent communication. Um, one is being able to say what you're hearing from the other person so that they know that they're being heard and so that you can find out if you might have the wrong idea about what you've heard. You know, if you say that, if you say something and it turns out that's not actually what they're saying, then that can just clear up a lot sometimes. But it right. can also clear up things if, if, you know, the two of you hear each other say what you just said, that can ease tensions because they're like, oh, okay, we disagree on this point, but at least they hear what I'm saying. Yeah. That's it. That's the important thing because I think half of the frustration that fuels more, you know, to where it escalates, and we're supposed to be all about the escalation, but I think half of the frustration is coming from you're not getting what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell you this, and you're arguing at different points. So I don't think that it hurts people or a group, especially to have a mediator every now and then step in and go, hey, you guys, you know what? I I can see what you're both trying to say, and maybe you could – you know, try that exercise to where you can really see if, if you get what they're saying to you. Yeah. And it, it helps you, too, to stop and take a step back and consider, um, uh, you know, the relationship you may have with whatever person you're talking to. You know, I know that's sort of a touchy-feely word, relationships, <laughs> you know. But uh, <laughs> whether it's, you know, a, a fellow group member or someone you're working with on a project or, you know, someone you're in a relationship with, if you're talking to this person and it's getting heated, you've got some sort of connection with this person. And so sometimes it helps to talk, stop and take a step back and say, okay, this point I'm arguing, even if I think I'm right, this is the best, you know, thing I've ever said, you know, is it really trumping, you know, whatever care I have for the other person? Like, is it really worth it to get mad at each other and have this drawn-out argument? Or should we just stop and take a step back and and think it over again? And, you know, it's, it's, it's I think for, for us, especially since, you know, if you're in a group that you want to be a part of for a while, I think it's very important to, to do the latter, step back and rethink it. Because you don't want to hurt somebody that, you know, you you didn't intentionally start out to hurt, you know. So you might as yeah. well try to clear it up. Yeah, and nobody uh, wants to lose people over, like, an argument, you know. It's, especially when, especially when you know, a lot of the parties are like, hey, let's try. let's Let's figure this out. You know, like. If right. we all say let's figure this out, then no organization should ever lose people. 
the organization right. or everybody's willing to try it, at least try it. Like find find your common ground and work from there. Like don't don't go retro with it. You know, don't bring up other stuff. Just bring up your point. Don't back down. Don't back down from your point. That's not what we're saying either. You know, like when you communicate, the key thing is that you need to iron out your point because otherwise it will always come up again and again and again. That's true. And it'll fester. You know, we've all had it fester when we don't address it right away. So. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't address stuff, and if you don't find a a peaceful way to address stuff, it's always going to fester. And, yes, it is always going to tear everything apart. Always, in every single case, because you cannot have a working relationship with somebody if you aren't honest with them, you know? Yeah. And like I said, if you can't be honest with them in a peaceful way, you got to try to find it. you got to, because, you know, you, you, you owe it to your respect to that person and and to the things that you know that they do and the things you know that you do in your relationship with them. Yeah. Um, there's a question in the in the chat room. Um, someone asked, and that would be Sage Tiger, asked, how do you disengage with someone when they do not want you to? Uh, when walking away will cause the other person's anger to rise or refocus the argument on you leaving? So, you know, it's it's how do you how do you do that? If if they're taking your walking away as, you know, just being rude or something that's going to make the argument escalate. I can feel that yeah. real quick. Just a just a real quick throw in. Um, a lot of times I always say, look, if you want to discuss this, let's give it some time. We'll talk about it at this time, in this place. You know, suggest so a nice, you know, place to talk about it at, like, you know, cafe or, like, you know, some place that makes them feel comfortable. Um, never just be like, you know, this is over, this is done, walk away. Be like, look, let's talk about this, but right now, it's not a good time. People will usually respond to that okay unless they're strangers and then it's not really a good thing. Yeah, that's one of the, I mean, it depends on the context, you know, in different contexts, you handle it in different ways. Um, that's one of the, I think, better ways to handle it um, because then the person knows that you're listening to them and you actually want to hear what they have to say. But um, if they're getting angry and they don't want to end the conversation, they're, basically their big concern is probably that they're afraid you're never going to listen to what they have to say. So if you find Mm. some way to either say, you know, have a meeting to talk about it later or have a second person step in and say, okay, I need to go to work right now, but this person can talk to you about it until I get back, you know, uh, that's that sort of situation, you know. Find a way so that the person knows that someone's listening to what they have to say, someone who they care about. Right. Now, with it's good when you have people who care about each other um, because they, they have some type of established relationship. Now, how about people, like I said, I keep bringing it back to online because I see a lot of the biggest things that we go through online with people who've never met each other and who just have only established um, whatever they've done back and forth through text, you know, through written word. It's It's... To me, I I see the big difficulty there, you know, with people trying to convey I didn't mean it that way. It's it's I just wish there were a way that we could, you know, just say what you mean. But I think we tiptoe around a lot in order to not yeah. offend each other. So I, you know, I, what I'm looking for maybe a, a grouping of words that lets you know anyone anyone in say the group know, okay, this is not meant out of disrespect. It's a place of coming from a place of concern and care, you know, but not everybody's going to preface their statements with that. That's that's where I see a lot of problems coming in. 
Yeah, well, and part of it, you know, there's part of it too is finding, like I was talking about code switching earlier, like finding ways to express that that the other person is going to hear. You know, there's some people who really don't like, you know, sort of touchy-feely language, like you know, I care about your feelings, I, you know, but that <laughs> works for some people and doesn't work as well for others, you know. But there's some way, if, if if you've even had at least a little bit of conversation with that person, there's probably some way you can express that, you know, like express how you have a, a common mission together or express how you respect the work that they do. And then they realize at least that there's an effort there to reach out to them. Yeah. So, again, checking you where you are, right? Yeah, checking where you are and letting them know where you are because, you know, especially if you haven't been working with them that long, if if they've brought up, say, some idea for a new project and you're like, oh, that's a terrible idea, <laughs> you know, they, they may think that you don't respect the work you do. They may think any number of things. And, at, you know, communicating to them that you respect the work they do and asking, you know, asking questions of them about what they need from the situation can really help. It can also help, too, with online communication. I mean, if this is someone you plan on working for for a while, you could see if they're up for a phone call. You know, some people communicate better verbally than in written form. I tend to be the opposite, actually. I'm an author, <laughs> and to think in blocks, big blocks of text that are hard to convey in, in verbal form, but, but uh, some people are the opposite. Oh. struggle... Oh, yeah. Here's one other thing. Um, if you are going to write on Facebook and you're going to try to have people read what you say, paragraph breaks, please. <laughs> Seriously, if you, it, Facebook is where most fights happen. I've seen most fights happen on Facebook. You're going to communicate on Facebook, paragraph break, and I will tell you how to do it. Okay? Uh, well, I'll tell you on that at least. I would tell you on a Mac at least. Um, it's shift, enter. It's shift and enter. That's a paragraph. It doesn't work that way. Do on your on your mobile phone. There's a thing that says enter. You can pop it down a little bit. There's no excuse. If you want to have people read what you say and not give you a you know TLDR too long didn't read. Yeah. Try try paragraph breaks because I'm not going to read that shit. I'm not going to read it. You know what I mean? Like I. I can't, yeah. my eyes can't follow it, I can't track it, so I'm just going to read it later. And at that point, you know, it's, you know. Right. It just, it, and besides that, it looks like you're you're on a rant. Yeah. You know, and even if you are, even if you are, since all we have is visuals, make it look like less of a rant by breaking it down and, and making it seem as though you've actually taken a breath, yeah. you know, between what you're saying. There's, so, yeah. There, there's a lot of things that, that can't be argued away when you write in text. Um, as, as, as like misconstrued as anger. If if you use these things, they're gonna look like anger. If you say stuff like I period M period so period blah blah blah, like that looks like <laughs> anger. That's always yeah. gonna look like anger. If you're not angry, don't use it. It's anger. It looks like anger. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's just be careful with your language. It's, it's the same way as you say stuff in person, like. The way that you say stuff online, they're, they're trigger points. And some people know this, and they still use it, and then they, they backpedal. So just be careful with how you talk to people. You know, I know I do it. I use, like, capitalized, you know, words to make them, like, you know, pop out. And most of the time I'm not angry. I'm just, you know, trying to, like, speak on, online the way I speak in person. It doesn't work out. Think that, I'm, that I'm beating my keyboard and, like, eating half the cat or something. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Do we yeah. still have tree song? Oh, okay, there he is. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I was listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, one thing I was thinking of, too, about those uh, that whole paragraph thing, that does get to me sometimes, too, because, you know, I tend to sometimes write long messages, but I break it up, and part of why I do that is because then you can start with something that, like, is sort of shorter and to the point and lets the person know why you're talking, you know, about what you're talking about. If you yeah. just do a big, like, ten-line paragraph of text that's all just a blur of your idea and your anger and your, you know, that sort of thing, then people aren't going to want to read that. But if you start by saying, you know, okay, you know, we've got to figure out what we're doing for this event. Let's come to a conclusion about this together. If you start with something like that, then, you know, whatever these four bullet points you have about what's wrong with the events will go a lot more smoothly. Because <laughs> yeah. at least, you know, okay, this person is here, he realizes we're trying to work together, and now let's work on this together. And, you know, I think it's important to establish this. Uh, like you said, Zero, we didn't, uh, we, you know, we trained in all kinds of things. Um, we never really trained ourselves to communicate with each other because we, you know, we're all a bunch of goofballs, and we all assumed that, you know, we could goof our way through half of these conversations, and it's worked. Yeah. For what, well, you know, the thing is, we're all super passionate people yeah. too, you know. Like Definitely. we're all like, and we're all used to being like to have people, you know, trying to to beat us down a little bit. So when we get even a, a, a whiff of it, we're kind of like, no, back up. This is my space. You're not coming in it. You know. Yeah, so I get and that. that's I totally, that's the you know, I get that. Yeah, right. I, I get that, and as, as to a point, I respect it. But when you realize, you know that. This is a group of people that, you know, puts a lot of their time aside to help other people. It's like sometimes I feel like, honestly, sometimes I feel like um, groups that do this are more polite to people that don't deserve it outside of them than the people that they work with that do deserve that kind of respect, you know? Yep. But yep. It's, yeah. And not just this one, not just the initiative. I'm talking about all groups. I feel like people get used to oh, each yeah. other and they... They get they get cantankerous and they start like ripping little chunks off of each other and like they really should be well, I'm really not doing that really not doing that to anybody but if nobody else then it, you know not their brothers not their sisters not the people that are their family you know yeah and I'm just as guilty of it as anybody else so I'm not even trying to to be like you know Jesus here you know what I mean like I'm, yeah you're more guilty jerk. yeah yeah I, I can be I can be a prick I can be a total prick you are correct um, sir. I know, you know, I, honestly, like I tried to say, like sometimes people try to say, oh, I was tired, I was this, I was that. You know what? we got to get past that. People, yep. like people of the world, we've got to get past that. We've got to stop using the excuses because, you know what, when it comes down to it, if you're saying you're tired, you're you're, you're hungry, this and that, it re- you're really only saying that this is who I really am because yeah. you're dropping your inhibitions and you're saying, this is who I really am. So what does that say about you, you know? Like, you've got to find your level. You, I, me, I'm talking to myself right now, by the way. I've got to find my level. I've got to find that level where no matter how messed up I am, no matter how cranky I am, no matter how, like, hungry I am, I'm still going to be the same person. It's all about training, right? Yeah, it really is. It's all about training. If you don't train in everything you do, if you don't keep yourself up and you say, I have this training, I know how to do this, and never test yourself, your training will deteriorate. That is entropy. That is how entropy works. It takes things down. It destroys things over time. 
and a training can make that possible. You know, like I've, you know, I've been in situations where I was, you know, extremely tired and, and hungry and, you know, hardly even knew where I was, but then I still had that, that sort of, it's sort of the emotional and mental equivalent of muscle memory. It's like, you know, okay, I'm yeah. not going to blow up at this person. I'm not going to, you know, this, this is not how I respond to things. I may go yeah. later and, you know, rant to one of my friends about how my day went, you know, but in the moment when that anger might actually cause, you know, a fight, a conflict, I'm not going to do it because, you know, my training kicks in and I'm like, okay, this is not the place to, to hash out how angry I am at you. Maybe yeah. we can talk about that later, but not right now. It'll just try to fight. Yeah, and and if people listen to this, you know, not everybody's going to do this, but if, if if anything, do it because no one else is going to do it. Do it because in, you know, every situation you get into, you're going to be the most level-headed person because there needs to be someone there with a level head. Uh, isn't that de-escalation? Isn't that what we're always preaching to everybody yeah. else? I think yeah. we need to start and, preaching to yeah. the choir, no? Yeah. <laughs> the choir yeah, needs to learn You know what? Sometimes the choir don't practice, so they got to right. preach. Oh! oh. And I'm talking to me. I'm not, I'm not, that's the thing. I'm, I'm saying I'm... I'm right down in there. I'm down in there in the sandbox with everybody else. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody else. I'm just saying sometimes we're going to practice. You know what? Shut up, I'm bud. getting sick of you. I'm getting sick of your I mouth know. and your freaking mohawk. Get Boring. out of my house. And your gold. I hate your gold. Boring. I hate gold. Uh, see, see, this is what happens when you're not in front of the board. You let bug loose on it, and, and that's what... You get that holy fruit salad. I'm watching these guys. I'm watching these guys do parkour right now, and I'm just like, oh my god, I want to be. I want to go over and wall wall run this this playground and grab one and like fling myself up over this railing. I just want to get. I just want. And that was the last we ever heard from Zero. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's not easy, but dude, when you get a move in parkour, you're just like you're so freaking. So freaking proud of yourself. You're just like, oh my god, that's awesome. You know you're gonna keep progressing because that's how it works. And and you want to do this everywhere. Every time you see a park bench somewhere or a, a nice level piece of cement, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah you're gonna calm over gonna, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm totally gonna do parkour. And at the same time, I'm totally gonna like de-escalate people while I'm doing parkour. Oh my god, real quick. Uh, what? News and the initiative right now. I'm gonna tell you. Um, Okay. What was it last week? Uh, Spider was talking to a guy by a bar, and the guy was freaking out about something about some. It was uh, St. Patty's Day. It was you know, freaking out about like these Irish guys, and um, it was like one. I think it was one Spanish guy against like ten. Hey, Irish guys I, I, I got to stop you. We we already. You know what we did while you were out working your butt off on St. Patty's Day. We told this story, and we had Spider call in oh. and fill in all oh. the blanks. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. We did. Oh, yeah. We did. I know you've been busy. So it's like, okay. and, and the cool right. thing is de-escalation during parkour, with parkour. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's all it really takes is, is to show someone that, hey, you know what? What you're doing right now is, like, boring, and you could be doing something awesome like learning parkour. And I will yeah. totally teach you parkour, or I will totally teach you this, whatever you think is, is cool. But most of the time, a lot of people freak out, and I I, I, I talk to people, and then I show them my art. And I'm like, hey, I can teach you how to draw. And they're like, wow, I've, I've talked to people that were, like, getting out of juvie. Like, I, I live across the street from the juvenile hall, and I've actually talked to those guys when they, when they get out of there and come back in the neighborhood. So, 
de escalation. We're good with everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, we need to be with ourselves, within ourselves. Because, you know, it's like I feel like this family, when I see us squabbling like that, it reminds me too much of my family. We we get into these habits of not hearing each other and wanting to put our point out there and wanting to be right. And, you know, and then nobody wants to back down. And I, for one, I was telling Jero, I'm I'm just going to shut the hell up and try not to ever type before I, you know, think about it and, and yeah. what the repercussions are. It's hard, but like you said, yeah. it's training. It is. Yeah. It's very yeah. hard sometimes. Yeah, because most of the time I, I like this family sometimes more than I like my real family, so, I, you know, I don't oh, want to lose any of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the people we kind of get most emotional or passionate about are either the people we, you know, feel like the most afraid of or the people we feel the most close to, you know. So... You know, oh, wow. We, the people we feel most close to, we're afraid of losing them. And the people who we feel afraid of, you know, we're afraid they're going to hurt us. So either way, it's about fear of being hurt. But, you know, when you're close to people, you get really agitated sometimes. And, you know, they're the ones you fight with the most because you're afraid of them judging you or leaving you or getting mad at you. Yeah. Right. And that makes sense because we were just talking about the, either we're last show or the show before that, you know, you break down these emotions, especially a negative emotion. They all break down to either fear, you know, or some type of desire. And fear, just like you said, you're afraid of something going on there. So it comes out as anger because it's easier to handle anger than it is to handle fear. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most people, ang- most people feel more comfortable in their anger than they do in their fear. You know, there's, there's some who are the opposite, you know, but, you know, anger, you get all, you know, angry, you get all flustered, you get all, like, blood pumping, like, feel like you can do anything, you know. But then, really, what's underlying that is often just a fear. And if you can instead talk about, you know, I'm I'm afraid of X, Y, Z, you know, then that can often, if if you're talking to someone who you have, who you know and trust, that can de-escalate the situation because they can say, well, you know, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to hurt you in that way or that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and and like you said, I'm I'm really looking forward to putting some of these into effect, you know, these these uh, ways to either mediate, not me personally, but maybe somebody else, you know, because I'm, I'm still trying to sit back and watch how things unfold, but maybe cooler heads that can prevail can be like, hey, make sure you understand what this person is saying. How about repeating it back to them? I think that's yeah. a really good exercise yeah. to do. Yeah, and there are groups where this is their whole focus. Like, you know, uh, there are groups that can do training in nonviolent communication, just like you can go out and get trained in some of these other skills. And yeah. I, I've actually yeah. been to, I haven't specifically been to one focused entirely on nonviolent communication, but I've been to a uh, sort of activist retreat on nonviolence in general, and it included some stuff on communication, and that's where I learned about some of this. Uh, you can learn a lot through just reading up, talking to people, too. Uh, it's, you know, self-taught. That's how I do a lot of my things and how a lot of people in the initiative do. Yeah, we were, we were pretty big on it. Uh, I mean, we, we were doing it, kind of like finding our way of doing it before Wall Street, before Occupy Wall Street. But then when that happened, we kind of like really, really had a huge focus on it. And, you know, like like before, like we said before, and we've kind of watched like some of our colleagues in our the community that we work it within uh, kind of have an issue with being able to de-escalate. So that's, you know, I think it's helped the community, the RLPH community, quite a bit 
know, since everybody started talking about de-escalation, because now there's more of a focus on it, and that really makes me feel safer about the whole thing. Because, I mean, really, we're not... We if, if we do the crime patrols that we do, the last thing we should be doing is, is being um, a, uh, a force. We should not be a force. We should be the scent. <laughs> we should be the water against the fire. You know what I mean? Like, this this world is not going to be turned around by a continuance of escalation by people fighting each other and, and you know, writing. You can't write a wrong by you know coming back with you know force. And even some, even though sometimes you got to stop a wrong with force, some people just kind of like it feels like they're waiting. They're just waiting to you know to, to use some kind of force against someone else. You know, which that's another point that you have to you know figure out too. You have to figure out if if um if the person if the person is is, is waiting to fight somebody or if they're at, they actually do want to hear your points because if they're just kind of waiting to fight somebody there's really not a lot you can do because they want to fight you anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's part of what you can do is like um I mean part of the process of nonviolent communication is you try these methods, you know, you try to find out what the person wants, you know, what they need, you know, what they want to do with the community, but then at a certain point if they're not willing to communicate, not willing to, uh, you know, respect other people's boundaries, that sort of thing. There's not much you can do. You just have to disinclude them from the community or respond protectively. Yeah. Right. You know what? We've got uh, another caller right now. Song, would you like to take a call? A uh, question? Sure. Yeah, we could go ahead. Okay. Hey, I see that we have um, Silver Sentinel on the line. Hey, Silver, how you doing? Oh, drat. I can't call in anonymously. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Did you want to call in anonymously? <laughs> you can hang That's up and pretend we don't know. <laughs> um, I, I saw that you have a question. I was like, oh, yeah, we got to take this question. Go on, sir. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, actually, it was not quite a question, but it was uh, something to go along with uh, what you were saying. Um, and it goes along with what you were saying earlier as well about breathing and whatnot. Um, when you're dealing with somebody online and you can't hear them, and, of course, they can't hear you, uh, an important thing to do is to breathe and to try to... Um, you You have your own cues that you're giving to yourself when you're speaking to somebody else just as if you're speaking to them face-to-face, if you're telling them you want to resolve something peacefully, but if you're clenching your fist, they're going to look at that and they're going to see mixed messages. Now, when you're talking to them online, um, if you don't give yourself uh, um, positive cues, then what's going to happen is you're you're going to fall into into, uh, um, communicating negatively. You're not. Sometimes you have to smile uh, in order to have it conveyed, uh, even through text. Um, if you don't breathe, you don't get enough air to your brain. You know, you get that oxygen deprivation going, and, uh, and you're not thinking your highest thoughts. You're not thinking and communicating clearly with yourself. So of course, you're not able to convey that clearly to others. Um, so you know, body language isn't just communications with others. It also affects ourselves. Um, if we're 
tensing up tight, um, even as we're typing, we're, we're going to send ourselves signals that we're in uh, a fight or flight situation with this other person. Either we're going to argue with them or we're going to uh, to be afraid. And that's going to come through our communications to them. And that's going to cause some uh, uh, misunderstandings if that's not what we're really trying to say to them. That's true. I mean, I believe we do have to convince ourselves that do we really want a peaceful resolution? Because like you said, if we're standing there just pissed off with our body language, even though they can't see it, you know, reflecting that tension, then they're going to feel it, you know, in what we say. They're going to read between the lines. So that's that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And it does come through in text. um, well, that's part of why I do think that sometimes you can resolve these by calling someone or if you live in the same area, meeting them, uh, you know, because that adds additional cues, like tone of voice, uh, you know. There's a lot that you miss out on with online communication. I mean, I love online communication, but I often find myself myself talking in a lot of detail just because, you know, I feel like parts of my intention may be missed out on if I just say, like, a one- or two-sentence thing. People might think I'm angry with them or... You know, they might misinterpret what I'm saying. But if I instead, you know, talk a little bit about it, take a deep breath, you know, say more clearly what I'm trying to say, then that tends to help. Yeah, and and like uh, Zero was saying earlier about, um, you know, paragraph breaks and whatnot, one of the problems that we have with online communications is if you were talking to a person face-to-face, you're going to say more than a few sentences, but... Online, some people will actually just, you know, type a few sentences here and there and just spit them out almost like a machine gun sometimes. But it sounds like they're biting off their sentences. It it comes across as short, terse responses. Um, And sometimes if you're responding to somebody, it sounds like you're basically saying, yeah, whatever, whatever. And that's yeah. not a positive feedback, and uh, yeah. and so somebody's going to get upset. Or, oh yeah. Or or the not waiting to respond, where they have to write an immediate response, not taking time to to uh, to you know, put it uh, put it into some good words in their own head before putting it online, and uh, what will happen is they mean to say something, they hit enter. Then they go to finish the sentence, but the problem is there's oh, already no. three responses before they hit enter again. So, right. Oh, yeah. I've done that. <laughs> Bad stuff. And it yeah. sounds like there's some fun stuff going on in the background with what. What are you doing, Zero? Are, you, are, you, are they running through a park right now and going crazy? No, actually, while well, I was listening to you, I snuck up behind DJ and I breathed in his ear. Uh, <laughs> for those of who, you know, for anybody who may have just joined us or who don't, you know didn't get to hear the beginning of the show, Zero has been uh, taking the show now um, with him because Sunday is their day, you know, their, their team's day to do what martial arts and parkour at the same time. Yep, martial arts, parkour, so, and then we do a patrol on Sundays. So we catch him uh, instead of him sitting on his butt in front of his computer on the board like he used to do. He is now um, out there on the field with his, you know, with his microphone, his phone, and um, joins us. So if you hear stuff, that's that's what's going on. So it's like you're part yeah, of the sorry. action. Yeah, yeah seriously, you guys, if you guys out there. <laughs> you guys, like, if it gets too loud, it's like, yo, zero, shut up, walk away from your 
in the sweet dude gang there. <laughs> I got a gang of sweet dudes. I'm just saying they're they're sweet dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, if I was gonna say if they could hear us right now, I'd tell one of them to punch you in the arm for you. But they're yeah. they're out there running around, so it's okay. Yeah, and actually, uh, just to keep you guys updated uh, on the uh, the Initiative Academy thing, the idea that we had that we discussed a couple of weeks ago, uh, that is going well. We're already amassing uh, equipment. And we're looking around for a place to put it. And, yeah, it's going to be pretty badass school. Superhero school, basically. Uh, martial arts, parkour, security training, de-escalation training, uh, first aid certification. We'll have guest teachers in there sometimes. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters only, you know, no powers. Although Spider's got a power, so, you know, that's, you know. Right, he can fly. If if anybody's really interested in this and wants to get involved, you know, let me know. Um, If any, you know, martial arts groups want to to donate equipment to this idea, that'd be great. Uh, We can take it through uh, old superhero uh, Team Justice's uh, nonprofit. He offered us help with that. So you can write it off. (laughs) Why I? Anyway, we've got, like, what, four minutes left? Uh, yeah, you know what, we're actually, you can cut out early. We'll, we'll probably, tonight's a 90-minute show, you know, our normal, but since oh, you've got that thing going on, we'll only, we won't keep you on for all 90, because I know the team is waiting on you, but, um, we, we'll, uh, let's see, Silver, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Because I don't want to, you know, keep you hanging no, on here. If, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm great. Oh, I mean, you guys, no, no, you guys, I, I, I just add what Thank I added, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you, from you. Here. you hey, too. Uh, and if you've got anything, I'll oh, go ahead, Zero. So uh, before I cut out myself, we would love to have you on as a guest uh, if, with the topic of your choice. Pretty much, um, just let us know, and you know, obviously we, we work we work well together. We have a clear head. You know, we have clear heads most of the time. Um, sure. So just let us know, man. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, oh. Yeah. Like I said, I listen to the show. If I if I can't listen to it at the time, I I always download it. So yeah, I keep that. Yeah. And that's what we want people to do because you know if you can't catch us on Sunday night like right now, you can always go. Oh, you know what? I can uh, can download. And pretty soon we're going to be on. Uh, it's going to be a podcast, so you can you know grab them off of uh, off of iTunes and you know. Put them into your iPod, and then if you have a commute or whatever, you can catch those shows that way too. So um, you don't have to be in front of your computers. But thank you, Silver, and we will be pulling you out here. Think of a topic you'd like to share, and then uh, we'll drag you out onto the show too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll try. Thank All right, you, kids, sir. Uh, I'm hold on, out. hold on, real quick, real, oh. real quick. You, okay. before you cut out, I'm going to keep you on for like a couple more minutes because we do have a. Um, and and Teresa, we're 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 going to cut it short tonight. Uh, we won't go on for the whole ninety minutes, but um, okay. we're not done yet. We're just taking a, a tiny little break here because we've got a, a game show, and it is the dear God, what is that thing? Nice. You know, Zero, we had a winner last week. She hasn't given me the uh, the things that oh. she wants you or me to say yet. Well, sucker, so that next, was next that was week. your show. I wasn't on that show, so that's all you. <laughs> Great. So, but um, okay, then this one, this uh, this noise today will be uh, 
You can pick either me or Zero to say something on the air. God, you guys yeah. get us to say anything. Think about that. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Almost anything. Nothing racist. Nothing. Nothing. You know, too awful. But here's the sound for this week. And name the actor of the movie. And if you know who it is, don't call in. Don't give it out in chat. You can do it toward the end, which is in just a few more minutes. But go ahead. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Come on. Ah, oh, that's too easy. Okay. No one was getting them for weeks. Don't, don't, don't call in yet, guys. It's not time. It's all yeah. time. And Zero, um, Tree Song, is there anything else you wanted to share? Because really, Zero can always cut out, and you can keep telling us more. If there's if there's more about communication, we are down to hear it. We'll stay here on the line with you. Zero can go run around and jump off of, you know, buildings and stuff, whatever he does. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's all good. I'm sure I've got some other stuff I could share still. Zero, good luck out in his adventures. All right, guys. I'm getting slapped by a glove here, so I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, get out of here, and we'll talk to you later. You know what? I started. I'll talk to you guys. So long, loser. So long, loser. Have a good one. (laughs) Yeah, so Tree Song, seriously, this this is important because, like I said, you guys don't know, you know, everybody says hive mind with the uh, with the initiative. Like we all blindly agree with each other. Oh hell no! If you guys saw yeah, what goes on, not at all. If you saw what goes on behind the scenes, you know we're we're all very very outspoken and um, some more than others. But we're smart enough to keep everything off of our main Facebook pages. We communicate through our own you know pages, and we've all been like family. Um, but like family, we got into a few really good squabbles this week, which prompted this show to begin with. And uh, we were so glad because being, you know, uh, the Gaia Community Center um, director and, and having the training that, that he had in um, in communication, we were we were so happy to have Tree Song come out here and do this. So um, I'm going to give this back to you, Tree Song, because we've interrupted enough. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, what you said reminded me of another communication topic. Uh, you mentioned about, you know, posting on Facebook walls and spreading drama places. Uh, that reminded me of the concept of direct communication. Uh, that involves speaking directly to the person who you have the issue with, um, speaking directly about, you know, whatever your concern is and not bringing in other topics, like, you know, old things that happen that are unrelated or things that might happen, you know, or what somebody else said or did. You know, direct communication involves... Like like the name says, it's a pretty simple concept of just communicating directly about the issue at hand with the people involved and not drawing in a bunch of other people or a bunch of other drama. Right. And that's one issue that it's easy to forget about on Facebook sometimes. Like, you know, is like say, you know, you know, initiative for an example. Say, you know, I had a fight with someone in the initiative and I posted on my Facebook wall, Oh, you know, I'm so mad at the initiative today. Then that draws in like I have over a thousand people on my Facebook friend list. That means that a thousand people are going to see that, and you know, all sorts of random side conversations are going to happen. Huh. That's not what we need, you know. Right, and that's that's pretty that's passive aggressive, and that you know that's almost it's it's. I understand that it's good to vent, but it's not a good thing to to like you said, not you know, communicate directly with the person that you have the issue with. So that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like if you want to post on your Facebook wall, I had a stressful day, then sure, you know, but not like, 
make vague statements about person X and not say what's going on and involve other people. That's that's indirect communication. It's not helpful. It's not. And you know what? People get pissed off by this. It's you know that vague booking where you post something that alludes to you being pissed off or yeah, you know what? Just stop and post something else, guys. It, it doesn't make anybody happy. If you're saying, hey, yeah. you guys, I'm having a bad day, just send me some good energy, that's much better. And if people really want to know what's wrong, they can directly PM you. They can contact you. And, you know, like yeah, you said, exactly. keep the drop off the wall. And Oh, yeah, I was, I was curious. So what do you do? We, we've been talking about ways to keep – this is bug, by the way. I never talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just mm-hmm. use samples to speak for me. <laughs> um uh-huh. What do you do when communication really does break down into insults and the like, particularly where multiple people are involved in, say, a chat room or a Facebook discussion or something? Yeah. Yeah, well, it gets difficult in those situations. I mean, the the first goal is prevention, but then when you end up in a situation like that, the first step is to try to break the, the sort of cycle of the immediate, uh, you know, communication violence that's going on, you know, you like it. You know, all right, we're starting to throw insults. We're starting to get nasty here. Let's stop a minute and, you know, reset, like hit the reset button. Like, let's approach this anew. And then people will still, people generally, like, will be hesitant to. They'll still have their points they're really angry about. But by bringing it up, you can really start the process of, like, okay, you know, why did it get to this point? You know, what could we do to reset, to start new talking about these topics? So I agree. And people, I Sometimes people will say, like, say, like, the first time someone throws an insult, you know, it's tempting to be, like, you know, oh, you know, like, person X is being a jerk now, and, and to say that, but that it doesn't help. That just escalates the guy. Instead, you say, okay, we're starting to get into insults. Let's step back and resolve this. And that needs to be done, because otherwise, you know, if it's left sitting there and people, you know, I, I would rather they say, okay, I got to go. This is, you know, I'm too angry right now. I'll come back. And, you know, it happens often. I'd, I'd rather see that. But then I, I, the one thing I don't like is when it's left and it's never quite resolved because everybody's too afraid to bring it up again because they don't want to rehash the same argument. So I'm thinking, yeah. with, you know, some of the tools you've given us, it, it's better to go, okay, we're, we're, we're reentering this again, but we're doing it in a different way because that way obviously didn't work. Yeah, and it's like uh, something Zero brought up earlier about how, you know, setting a specific time or, you know, a specific way of doing that can help because if you just say, oh, we're fighting, I don't want to talk about this, that makes people think that they're not being heard, that no one's ever going to listen to their point, and then they get really frustrated, and eventually it's going to come back up again. But if instead you say, okay, we're not talking about this the right way, we're getting into insults, let's step back and do this again, then they know, you know, at least their point can be heard. Right, right. And, you know, that's the thing. That's the whole thing. It's, it's everybody, like you said, the, you know, the root of it most times, I'm afraid you're not hearing me. I'm afraid that, that what's upsetting me right now will not be heard, will not be acknowledged, and will not be addressed, you know, and, and changed in any way. So just the first step of I do hear you, I hear what's going on, I, I hear that you're upset with this. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with the person. It's that you hear it, you get it, and now maybe you can convey your thoughts on it. So, But half the time, you're right. I see these circular arguments where someone, you didn't even hear the, the first, you know, point that I made. So it goes round and round, and then it's just, 
it's just frustrating. And I, that's when I see people give up. Yeah, not not hearing people's point reminds me of another issue, too. Um, well, after listening, we already talked about that's one issue related to that. But another issue is the concept of a enemy image. It's like when you have this preconceived notion that the other person is your enemy, you know, they're this bad person, they're a troublemaker, then anything they say is just going to tend to confirm that in your mind. And, you know, you won't be hearing them, and so they'll notice that you're not hearing them, and they'll start fighting with you. Instead, if you recognize that and say, okay, wait, you know, I know I disagree with somebody on this point, but I'm going to hear them out, I'm going to actually listen to what they're saying and not assume the worst, that can really help to de-escalate situations. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's absolutely true. Because if you already have this this image of them, you're either on my side or you're not. Then, like you said, they're you know gonna piss you off, or you're just waiting. You're waiting for them to piss you off. You're waiting for them to push yeah. a button. You know, you're yeah, expecting you're it, for and then right, and that energy comes out. It definitely comes out. And they'll pick up on it, and guess what? They will piss you off. Um, yeah. So that's a good thing to check the enemy image. That's I've never heard that before, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and it's something, it's, it's most important to check it within yourself because that's where you have any sort of control of whether or not you're acting on it. But then you can also notice it, too, in other people. If, if, someone, if you're talking to someone and they just seem to not be listening to you, like not understanding what you're saying, they may have this preconceived notion that you're a troublemaker or that you always you know, create an argument over issue X. And, I mean, it's a hard thing to talk about directly because they may just get mad if you say something about it directly. But you can say things like, you know, are you listening to what I'm saying right now? Um, can we just focus on this point rather than assuming this is going to be a fight? Uh, those sorts of things. You know, that, because I was just going to follow up and ask you, well, what can you do? Because, you know, I think I've I've had that happen to me where the person already viewed me as, oh, here we go, she's going to, you know, her MO is to do this, so I'm expecting her to do this. And I could tell that the person really wasn't listening to me. So then I was just going to ask you, so what do we say? Hey, dude, are you, (laughs) I'm not the enemy. (laughs) But I yeah. I like your way. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on who you're talking to. I mean, if it's someone you know well, then you might be able to say, you know, like, look, we're friends here. You know, I, I care about what you got to say. Um, if, if it's someone you don't know as well, you may not really have that easy option. Um, sometimes it just really takes patience. I mean, patience and humility. Because one example that comes to mind is there was someone who came into the community center and I had just I I just recently become full director. I've been a co director for a while. And uh I think it was just after I or it was just before just after I became full director. Anyway, this person comes in and he definitely had an enemy image of me, you know. He used to be involved and he didn't like certain aspects of what was going on with the community center. And so he just came in and he just wanted to rant, you know. And I could tell right away that he just had a lot of anger about what had happened in the past and I knew that there wasn't much I could do, you know, immediately to dissuade him of that view. So I sat there, I listened, I let him rant at me for a while. You know, I, there were a few points he had facts wrong on, so I interrupted and corrected him on some of those facts. And then by the end of it, he was a lot more agreeable with me. You know, once he saw that I was willing to listen, that I was willing to, you know, talk about his concerns, he seemed to gain respect for me, and we, you know, 
seem to a little closer to common ground. See, and that's there. There you go. That's approaching it with an open, level head, de-escalating. So you know, and it, it did help that you know you were there in, in you know, face to face in person. Um, yeah. But I do like your idea of if it is online and you see this going down with with someone to call them if you have their number. If it's a, if it's a teammate, if it's somebody that you do know. Um, yeah. And. Uh, you know, if you don't have that, then I also I wholeheartedly agree with your idea. PM it. You know, talk face. You know, just between the two of you. Because another thing that I see going on is people posturing. They know that there's an audience, especially when it's a group yeah. thing going on, and they see that everyone's watching what they say. And and I've seen people puff out their chest. Um, in those instances when they don't need to. But it, you know, if it were just yeah a private conversation, it would have turned out differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because when you're in a public setting like that, even if it's just an online public setting, there's this tendency to want to win, you know, like I want to win and the other person has to lose. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, you know. You can both, you can sometimes find a solution that everybody agrees with, and that's the goal. Uh, Even if you can't always find that exactly, you can still at least find something that resolves the conflict. You know, like someone can agree not to work on a particular project or that sort of thing. Yeah, like online communication, I've realized one benefit of it actually is if you do get in that heated argument, there are some exercises you can do that you can't really do in person. Like you can step away from the computer physically. You can do breathing work. You can listen to whatever music you want to listen to. You know, you can go for a run. You know, whatever it is that lets you get that anger out of your system and get back into a more communicative mindset. <clears throat> like if you're face-to-face and you're like, hey, i got to go jog for 10 minutes, you know, then we can talk this over. <laughs> that, people look at that a little funny, you know. <laughs> but if you're in, a, right. in an online chat, it works. Right. right. And, you know, and another thing is, it's like you said, um, some of the, the worst uh, arguments we get into, especially online, are with people that uh, that we know you know, that we have some kind of relationship with. And I, I feel like if if we could just stop and remind ourselves for 10 seconds of things that we like about this person, that sounds so cheesy, yeah. I know, but it really does help me if I think to myself, no, you know, I remember when she or he said this to me and I really needed to hear that, you know, or when they were kind to that other person or they made me laugh. So then, you know, you're smiling again. Even if you're angry, yeah. it's the forcing yourself to smile, and it, and it actually helps. It's better than yeah, it does spiral. Help. Yeah. And if it's, you know, if it feels cheesy, you don't even have to tell anyone that that's what you're doing. You know, you can just do it yourself. <laughs> you know, say, oh, right. yeah, I remember these other times. I, I don't need to fight with this person that much, you know. Um, right. And one thing that inspires me, too, I mean, we tend to get in these arguments the most with people who we're working closely with or feel close to. Mm-hmm. it's inspiring to me to hear about stories of, uh, there are some stories of people who do nonviolence communication work, and they go and they get, like, like rival gangs to have meetings with each other or, like, you know, other people in the community who have been fighting, like, physically doing violence to each other. They get them in the same room together, and they go through a nonviolent communication process. And it, it may not entirely resolve the disputes, but it at least takes on the level of violence for a little while. And if they can do that with, with rival gangs, with ethnic communities that have traditional animosity towards each other, and surely, you know, old friends who are in an argument can do it too. Right. 
Right. That's a, and especially people that you have time invested in, you know, already. Um, time and energy invested in. It's it's better to, to try to fix this. And it's a good training. I'm looking at everything as a training exercise. Okay, we learned that yeah. that didn't work, you know, so um, we, we better try something new. We better get somebody in here who knows what they're doing so that we'll know what to try, and that's exactly where you came in, and I'm really happy about that. So um, I, I'm sorry. I know I've said that several times, but, you know, whether it was family or whether it was, you know, the initiative of my other family or, or coworkers, I would want to learn new ways to communicate because that's what we've got. If we can't communicate, we're, you know, especially with what we do, we're, we're pretty much useless out there, you know, trying to do whatever the initiative does. So, um, yeah. like I keep saying, it's important to me. Uh, and with that, we've got 15 minutes left before the 14 minutes left before the end of the show. So, it, um, if there are other points you'd like to make, um, feel free. I'm not rushing you. I'm just making you aware of, of what time it is in case you know you've got a lot. Okay. Yeah. No. That's I think that's been some of the main things I thought of. Um, let's see. What else is there? There's also just if you have a group that's willing to go through like a group training on online, there's also mm-hmm. some interesting things they can do. You know, like I mean, some of it. Depending on who your nonviolence trainer is and, you know, the temperament of your group, some of them may seem a little cheesy, you know. But things like a role-playing exercise to act out, like, what it's like when you get into arguments with each other. And then you figure out where the problem is and uh, figure out how to stop short of that point or how to resolve that conflict. One really interesting exercise I liked that makes you think about power dynamics in a group, um, it was originally thought up in terms of uh, dynamics of gender between men and women but it can be used for just about any group. You take a bunch of uh, poker chips, and you give each person the same amount of poker chips. And then each time they want to talk, they put in a poker chip, and they say what they have to say. And then, you know, the next time the next person talks, they put in a poker chip. And what you will notice sometimes is that pretty quickly, you know, there will be a few people in the group who run through their poker chips, and they're done. And there's other people who have only put in, like, one or two. And it makes you think about, okay, Am I talking over other people? Am I saying more than they're saying? Like, am I? Do I need to keep that in check if I tend to talk over people? Or am I not speaking up enough? You know, am I letting other people say things and just letting it stew and not saying that I have, you know, things that aren't being heard? That is a really interesting exercise. I like that because then you suddenly realize the value of your, your words have more value. And yeah. you don't want to waste those folk. I like that. I like that because I, you know, I would probably run out of my poker chips faster than anyone and still have too much to say. So I think maybe if I were to, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I was telling uh, I was telling the members of my family that um, next, uh, next week I'm actually going to spend 24 hours in silence because it's a good exercise to, to learn to listen. And yeah. to to realize what you really want to say, what's really so important that you want to pull out a, a paper and pad and write it down. Do you really need to say it? So, um, yeah, I like that poker chip idea. Yeah, I like that uh, that silence idea. I've, I've done that once or twice for there were events related to silence that I did that for. It does really make you think about communication and if you need to really say what you're saying. Right, and you know what? My family's going to be so happy. <laughs> Bugs in here with my. 
Thank you. Thank you, Nightbug. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I like that. People don't understand that, you know, some people just don't have anything better to do. You know? and, and, of course, when we're talking about this whole communication training, um, it, it it doesn't really apply to situations where you know someone, and, I'm, again, I'm going back to online communication, where someone is a known troll and they really just want the whole object of their game is to piss you off and to get an angry response from you. So, you know, that yeah. these don't really apply. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Except I mean, at a certain part, part like, you know. At a certain point, I mean, you've got, uh, like, you know, tribal communities, They, if someone didn't engage with the community, at a certain point they just get shunned, you know. If someone right. comes in and the only thing they do is try to make people angry and they're not willing to talk about what they want, they're not willing to you know, respect other people's boundaries. And at a certain point, you're just like, well, I'm not going to talk to you, you know. And later, you know, if they change their mind, if they grow up a little bit and they're like, okay, you know, I'm sorry I was being a troll. I'd like to talk about, you know, serious issues <laughs> now. Then sure, you might give them another chance. But if they're just there creating hate, you know, that's that's a boundary. You can set that boundary for your community and say, we're not going to have people in here who don't engage in dialogue and just come here to stir up trouble. Exactly. Boundaries, very, very much, <laughs> they, they're they needed. Uh, yeah, yeah. We didn't really have big boundaries in this group because we just, you know, we all just, we did so well. But, you know, the bigger it gets, the more that happens, the more important it it is, it was to have set boundaries. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna happen now. And that's fine. What do they say? Good fences make good neighbors. So we know yeah. when to not step, yeah. step too, you know, too far over the line with others. Um, yeah, because I want to keep them. <laughs> and that's, yeah, and that's one of the fears people have about, like, say, a topic like nonviolent communication comes up. People think, oh, I, I'm just going to have to sit here and listen, and people are going to walk all over me. Like, no, that's not how it works. You know, it, it means nope. everybody engages in a process where we listen to each other and talk to each other. And you set a boundary that if somebody is not willing to do that, then they're just not part of the process and part of the community. Right, and I can see that that you know we're going to be setting boundaries. Uh, no, I you know I don't believe in if, for any group out there. I don't believe in the big okay, the hammer's coming down. This is what we're doing from now on, set in stone. But I believe that you know especially with this group because you know the initiative. Um, this is our radio show, so we're all going to be listening in, hopefully at some point or another. And so now we'll all be aware that should something come up again, that that you know um, somebody's going to mediate faster. And put put those those uh, training you know skills into into effect, or you know try to uh, get other people to to use them at least. Um, yeah. And it, just different uh, things that are different, you know, instead of trying the same thing. That's that's what I was looking for for tonight. And you've given plenty. <laughs> so, but we're always open to more. And speaking oh, yeah, of more, well, you've got. Me too. You've got seven more minutes. Is there anything you wanna you wanna plug or any anything else that you wanna throw in there? Uh, let's see. I, there's a lot of resources online about nonviolent communication. You can just do a search for nonviolent communication. Um, another concept that might be interested to people who do work around crime would be uh, restorative justice. It's a related concept. Mm-hmm. It basically involves getting everyone involved uh, in a in a criminal situation communicating with each other like the the victim of the crime and the uh, actor of the crime and families, like 
trying to bring peace to people by having them communicate with each other. And it's it's really an innovative process, and I've only am wow. now learning more about it. But they've had some really intense results. That's one of the situations that involves like rival gangs, like I was talking about. You know, these gangs have been attacking each other, and so they managed to sit down the gang leaders in a room and get them talking about why they were doing it. Wow, that's you know what excellent exercise. I'm I'm hoping that you learn enough about it to where you can bring it to <laughs> to the initiative to yeah. get us to uh, you know because that sounds like some you know that's a priceless skill right there. Uh, especially since, yeah. you know, gang leaders are being able to, if they can do it, there's really no reason yeah. why we shouldn't be able to. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, I may try to I may try to talk to the person that I know who's been introducing me to about it and see if they'd like to come on the show sometime. Oh, uh, please, absolutely. Are you kidding? We'd love that. Just let us know when, let us know, you know, uh, what works for them, and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Well, that. That almost sounded like, and, and let's do lunch. Okay, you know, I really, I, I don't mean to sound as serious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Okay, Nightbug, I am so going to hit you in the arm. How's that for disc question? Stop. <laughs> but um, but uh, I, I want to thank you, uh, since we've got, we've got five minutes left, I want to thank you so much for all this, because I know that, and and here's a warning to you, I know that since you brought all this to the table, I'm going to be bugging you, you know, you're going to get like every other day going, hey, Tree Song, hey, can we, can we, you know, use that skill, apply it, you know, every day to do this, and I'll try not to, Um, but uh, the the Gaia House, would you like to, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, you can go ahead and do that, and I'll just get back to you when I'm able (laughs) Right. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you wanna um, did you wanna put a little shout out to uh, the Gaia House and and anything that's going on? Uh, by the way, I love your is it rice and spice dinner nights or oh, yeah, spice the and rice, rice? And spice dinners? Yeah. 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 Those are those are fun. Yeah. Um, they were started actually a few years ago. We had a a natural disaster here in town, and the whole town shut down. And so people had to cook dinner together wow. in order to use up all the food. And it was a bunch of international students, so they decided to have an international dinner every Friday uh, from then onwards. Whoa. So that's, that's a good example of different cultures meeting and learning to communicate with each other. Um, no kidding. So it was a disaster and it shut the town down, and you you guys were still able to cook over there at the center. And yeah. and everybody brought their stuff to get that's That's like a giant stone soup. You know, event right there. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and I really like that's one of the most popular programs here at the moment. It's a really good one. It brings together a lot of people. I should give out the website address now that I think of it. It's uh, ourgaiahouse.org. It's spelled O-U-R-G-A-I-A house.org. Uh, yeah, I talked about rice and spice and some of the other stuff we do there. I've been involved there since I came as a freshman in 1997. Uh, wow. They've got, yeah. So I've been off and on, you know, there, there are a few years I wasn't as involved, a few years more involved, but eventually I hung on long enough that I became the director. Fantastic. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm envious of the people in near Carbondale. I, you know, if I lived there, I'd be, I'd be there every week, every week, you know. Especially trying out new food. That's my thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really fun. Like, before, you know, before that happened, I, you know, I loved food, but I wasn't really, hadn't done all that much to explore other types of food. 
But mm-hmm. it's great there. You know, every week just a new dish shows up, and it's it's I get to meet new people and find out what food they like, and it's great. See, we should start something like that over here, Bug. Of course, we'd have to find a community center that was open to that. That might be our next yeah. goal. Well, yeah. we well, are what down are, what to... Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was just saying that we're we're down to uh, less than three minutes here, and we've got. Uh, you know what? I think we're going to do the uh, the. If you guys want to call in with the contest, you better do it right now. Here's the sound again. Oh 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. If you know it, you need to call in, and the phone number is three four seven three two seven. Ninety-three fifty. You call in and you know it. You win. You get to tell us something that you want us to say on the air next week. If you don't call in, that's okay. It goes into the queue. We'll do it again next week. Um, but uh, in these last couple of minutes, I want to thank you so much, Tree Song. Tree Song is his real name um, now, at least. It is. <laughs> and uh, if yeah. you guys are, yeah, um, if you are in uh, anywhere near Carbondale, right, Illinois? Yeah. Yeah, Carmen Illinois. It's near St. Louis. Closer to St. Louis near, than Chicago. Near St. Louis. You guys really need to get a, you know, get in touch with this guy and go go down there, go down to the center because we enjoy him and we don't get to see him in person like you'd be able to do if you lived near there. Um and I want to thank people who called in, uh Nighthawk and uh Silver Sentinel. We appreciate them uh and their questions. And everybody in the uh, chat room right now. And by the way, I want to do a special shout-out to uh, Cheshire Cat, whose birthday is his birthday. So happy birthday, Cheshire. Oh, that is how funny. We're going to get him online real quick. We've got one minute left. And Hello. Hello, birthday how are boy. You? Good. Do you know the answer to our game show? That would be, if I'm correct, Drew from Office Space. Oh, he wins! Oh, no, I'm so scared. I don't want to know what you're going to make us read next week, but we've got less than a minute, so I'm going to say happy birthday, Cheshire. You're one of our absolute favorites. And thank you very much to Tree Song and to everyone listening, and all the info that we got from Tree Song will be on our Tribe Radio um, page on Facebook and also here on our Blog Talk Radio. And with that, um, I'm going to say goodnight for the evening, and so is Bud. Good night for the evening. So is Bug. So predictable. And uh, everybody, happy birthday to Cheshire. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cheshire. Happy birthday to you. Good night, everybody. Have a good one. has to end here.